Hello, this is Dr. May Moti, a pediatrician and urgent care physician who has been in practice in the Greater Phoenix area and Scottsdale since 1991. I have been a member of Maricopa County Medical Society since 2001, and I am the immediate past president for Maricopa County Medical Society. I am a clinical associate professor at University of Arizona College of Medicine, and I welcome you to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Opportunities for students to rotate with you are always welcome. Um, it's understandable that physicians' schedules are incredibly busy, but the rotations that I found the most impactful on my own idea of what it means to be a physician, uh, they ha- I had preceptors who were willing to share their own experiences, listen to my questions, and kind of help guide me to develop my own critical thinking skills. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode, and we're joined today by our guest, Ms. Morgan Reeve. She's a medical student, and she wrote a column in the spring 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine called The Wilderness of Medical School. And today, our discussion with Morgan will talk about her journey in medical school, what she's seeing right now in the spring 2020 semester during the COVID-19 pandemic response, and how that has impacted medical school and what that looks like for the future. And later in the discussion, we'll talk about the ACGME merger and the implications for the unified match for MD and DO schools. So Morgan, uh, thank you very much for being here and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start with the first question about your journey into medicine. So why did you apply to medical school? I feel like the classic answer that most students put on their applications is, I want to help people. But I guess a little more of a personal perspective on that. Uh, Growing up with a father as a minister, uh, my mom being an RN in the ICU service has always been a part of my life. Uh, And then I spent two years scribing for several physicians in multiple disciplines. And it just showed me how these physicians were able to be there for people during some of the darkest and some of the happiest times of their lives. And I thought it was a worthwhile pursuit. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And now um, you're almost three years behind you. Looking back, really, are you as committed today to medicine as you were before? Definitely. Um, After spending the first two years of book learning, staring at books and computer screens, uh, this past year of clinical rotation has really just been a breath of fresh air. And the experiences I've had have really helped to remind me of why I chose medicine. That's awesome. In talking to your fellow medical students at three years in, do any of them get cold feet and want to turn to something else? Or is everyone still committed like you are? I'd say the majority of people are pretty committed, even during times like this. Uh, this is pretty much what we signed up for. We didn't really, nobody really knew this was going to happen, but going into medicine, you knew that uh, you're signing up for a career that could be dangerous in some ways, but the end goal is still to help people. Yeah, absolutely. So you're referencing the pandemic response we have going on right now. So we're in the midst of this massive worldwide Uh, response to the COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. What impact is that having on medical school today? So for those in their first and second year, uh, all classes have been moved online. They're not meeting in person for any of their lectures. And for those in their third or fourth years, all in-person clinical rotations are canceled. They have been since March, hopefully to open this summer, possibly mid-June. We'll see. But the majority of us are taking online courses that have been put together by the faculty of our various schools to ensure that we're still considered enrolled full-time. 
In general, it's been advised that we only take away rotations if necessary, meaning only if that particular specialty is not offered in your region. So that kind of narrows our options for clinical rotations that we're interested in. And eventually, I've actually been told that the whole residency application process is going to be changed because of this, because they don't want people traveling across the country during this. Wow, that's a seismic shift. That gets to my follow-up question about what you've been hearing from federal medical students and whether your fellow students feel uncertainty about rotations and classes or fear about entering medicine at this time. You mentioned earlier that this is part of the reason why you signed up and an expectation but is there any fear to it as well? And is there uncertainty about the rotations and classes that they need to complete? So from what I've heard from others, the majority of us don't seem fearful. Um, but however, those of us who have small children or have family members who are vulnerable of the vulnerable population living in their household, it's understandable that they'd be a little more apprehensive about all this. Overall, it's pretty unfortunate that for specifically the class of 2021, we're going to miss months of rotations right in the middle of our clinical education. Usually during this time, the beginning of our fourth year, it's typically used to explore areas of interest to help us kind of confirm or rule out residency specialties we might want to apply for. But because of this shift in time period, we're losing out on some of that time. And when you've seen the photos and the videos of people around the world, clapping and cheering for healthcare providers and physicians and nurses and pharmacists. What kind of feeling does that give to you now as a medical student entering the field of medicine? Do you feel like there's a, a shift happening uh, within the general American population or countries abroad in appreciating what you would be doing every day as a doctor? When you see videos uh, like in New York, for example, where they're doing it pretty much regularly, I think at 7 p.m. shift change, I think it's wonderful. Uh, for the physicians who are putting their own lives at risk, who are sacrificing enormous amounts of time with their family to have that appreciation. But personally, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't say it makes me feel like the like medicine itself needs applause necessarily. It's not the reason most physicians go into the career. Yeah. Appreciated nonetheless. Yeah, appreciated, but not expected, right? Mm -hmm. So if it happens, then great. But most patients you see on a daily basis are, I guess, not going to be clapping for you as long as right. <laughs> they're, they're right. taking care of what's needed. Right. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast with our guest, Morgan Reeve. When we come back, we'll speak with Morgan about the perspective and the, uh, the column that she wrote in the Arizona Physician magazine called The Wilderness of Medical School and what that means to her. We'll be right back. The Arizona Physician Podcast is brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. This episode is brought to you by Bureau of Medical Economics, medical account specialist servicing the account collection needs of the medical community for nearly 70 years right here in Arizona. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Morgan Reeve. Morgan, you wrote in the spring 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine a column or your perspective titled The Wilderness of Medical School. What does that mean to you? For many students going into the medical world, I mean, it's a whole new world. It has its own language. And the majority of us don't have close family members or mentors this early in our education that can be readily turned to to help guide you through this. 
There's many avenues of medicine, things are, or different uh, specialties are developing all the time, and it's hard to explore it all. And while the schools do their best to keep us well informed of options available and try to help guide us on what steps to take, firsthand experience of these opportunities gives a much clearer view. After two years of classroom learning, we only have about a year and a half of time in clinic before we have to apply to residencies and pick a path that's going to guide us for the majority of our careers. So it's, it's quite a bit to explore in a pretty sh relatively short time. It really is. Uh, you wrote, quote, and now the waters seem muddier than ever for those of us waiting through this process with the imminent ACGME merger looming ahead. The unified ACGME match will apply to both students from MD and DO schools. Can you describe what that merger entails and what are the implications for unified match for the MD and DO schools? So the merger has been an ongoing process since 2015. And 2020, this year, of all years, it's supposed to go into play. So the accreditation programs for DO schools, uh, such as the American Association Colleges of Osteopathic Medicine and the American Osteopathic Association are merging with the MD's accreditation uh, Council for Graduate Medi Medical Education. So simplified, it means that the merger has or results in a unified match for both MD and DO students. So MD students can apply to DO programs and DO students can apply to MD programs. So there's no longer exclusivity. That's great. Do you yeah. think that that will lead to uh, less of a division between MD and DO qualifications and physicians? Hopefully. I believe that's one of the goals of the process, um, kind of to help level the play playing field for MDs and DOs, generally, uh, hopefully, reduce some of the stigma around osteopathic DO training. That's great. And well, so you're a DO student. You're at yes. HSL University that's based in Missouri. If you can explain this for the listeners, based in Missouri, but you're a student in Arizona. Can you describe for people how you start the first couple of years in either Missouri or Arizona and then come here to Arizona? So for my school, uh, ATSU Kirksville College of Osteopathic Medicine, we do our first two years of classroom learning in Missouri. Um, so we attend our lectures, we do um, labs and such based in Kirksville, Missouri. And then once we get to our third year, we're sent out to various clinical rotation sites that we apply to, sort of like the residency lottery, which is kind of nice. It gives us a point of view uh, perspective of how that process is going to go. Personally, I picked Arizona because I liked the variety of clinics and hospitals that were available here. Other sites might just have one hospital system that students stay at, but I thought this would give a nice general view of medicine overall. Good choice. We're glad you're here. <laughs> in your article, Morgan, you, you asked for practicing physicians in Maricopa County to offer students a helping, a helping hand. Uh, in what ways could they provide a helping hand? What was on your mind when you wrote that? Opportunities for students to rotate with you are always welcome. Um, it's understandable that physician schedules are incredibly busy, but the rotations that I found the most impactful on my own idea of what it means to be a physician, uh, they ha I had preceptors who were willing to share their own experiences, listen to my questions, and kind of help guide me to develop my own critical thinking skills. And another way to help out would be consider becoming a mentor to students who are possibly interested in your specialty because your knowledge, your experiences, and connections that you've made in the area are invaluable to somebody just starting out in this field. That's great advice. And for any practicing physicians listening to this who happen to be in Maricopa County, 
you can reach out to the Maricopa County Medical Society, which hosts the Arizona Physician Podcast. If you or someone else you know wants to connect with a medical student, please contact us and we'll try to find a medical student like Morgan for you to help. Morgan, a uh, final couple questions for you. What's next for you and um, what's going to happen during your fourth year and which specialties are you considering? Well, what's going to happen in my four- fourth year is the question now, isn't it? So hopefully we'll be getting back to rotations mid-June. So I'll be looking for what opportunities I'll have to explore specialties before I have to get into audition rotations. Then later in the summer, early fall, I'll start uh, residency applications, residency interviews, which will all be online, I'm told. So that will be interesting. Uh, Currently, I'm considering OBGYN as a specialty. I really enjoy surgery, so likely specify in some sort of surgical aspect of that, but I'm still exploring at this point because there is quite a bit of medicine out there I still haven't seen. That is so good to hear. And at some point, is there sort of a, a no turning back point where you, you go all into OBGYN and then you want to subspecialize later, but at what point, uh, what's the deadline for you to choose a specialty for the residencies and, and forge ahead to see if you like it later on? I don't know if there's ever a final point. I actually, during my clinical experiences, have met several physicians who halfway through their career, they decided they wanted to try something else. So at the moment for students at my point, everything seems very final. And so it's hard to have that open point of view of everything being fluid. But applications are going to be due later this fall. Uh, They actually have shifted the dates a bit because of everything going on. I believe it's sometime late October. So I guess we'll see how it all turns out. Morgan Reeve, uh, author of The Wilderness of Medical School, which was published in the spring 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine and guest on today's podcast. Thank you very much for your time and uh, best wishes to you and the rest of medical school. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.